You're ready to be premature <laughs> wow, all impressive. over again. <laughs> yeah. wow, that's, that's, that's impressive. Quick, quick reset. Yeah. Quick reset. Last night was Ramos Jizz. A jizz. That's how we come out of the break? <laughs> Jesus, bro. I was so high that um, I shit myself at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get still here. Somebody, somebody, everybody mute. Goddamn it, you're killing me. My SEAL Team 6 with the SEAL Team 12. <laughs> so he pisses in a cup and then drinks it. It's all good. Recycling. You don't want to recycle it. <laughs> I don't know what's worse. You're a ginger or you've been vaccinated. You sit around and drink and solve the world's problems, right? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is another week. It is another topic. Again, we have shifted our days. So it's a new night, new time for us. But you know, it is the same four phenomenal individuals and we'll be discussing what we discuss. I've got everybody in the studio. Looking forward to it. First and foremost, how's everybody doing? Yeah, uh, yeah, shakalaka. Yeah, <laughs> look at him. I like it. What? Well, what was this? You're like, I don't, I don't want to yell. I didn't, right. I didn't want to spike your level, uh, levels it, that you had to as, clean up a little too. As a professional, he knows how to yeah. back off. Yeah, that's right. Distance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that didn't yeah. look right, by the way. <laughs> but for you, it looked just fine. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. <laughs> so we have everybody here. Let's go ahead and jump into our drinks. <clears throat> so Grinch, I'm gonna let you go first. You know what? We'll go last. Mac, I'm gonna let you go first. No, I'm I, I'm going to cede my time to the gentleman from uh, the great state of the other gentleman from the great state, great of, state North of North Carolina. Carolina. All right, Grinch. Grinch, go for it. What you got, brother? Sure. Well, uh, I I know Thor, you're going to talk to your drink and what you mm-hmm. you're doing with it, but uh, drinking a drink called Yakka, which is I we I think we saw some places it's Yucca, but I I like Yakka Y A K K better, K K A better, which is considered like. Uh, the preferred drink in like the college college debate world. Um, Cause it kind of loosens everything's up, everything up. You got to keep your mind nimble despite, you know, g- drinking this, uh, this jungle juice, if you will, because it, it's designed to be made in like a garbage can. Large bulk, quantities, you know, large quantities. You just keep going back to the well, dipping your glass or cup or vessel. But uh, in simplistic terms, it is, a third, a third, a third, vodka, sugar, lemon juice. And then there's all manner of variations of that, as you might imagine. But that's that's kind of the very simple version. Um, what I did was vodka, granulated sugar, but I, I cut the total amount of granulated sugar in half and split it with an elderberry simple syrup. And Even then another level of flavor. And then lemon juice... And then I use that, some of that, what is it, Domen, Decanton, it's kind of like that ginger, um, and added it, and, uh, and then sliced up some lemons, tossed it in, stopped, you know, threw it in the fridge, shook it up every now and then. How long did you leave it for? Like, just a match? Uh, yesterday, yeah. Oh, okay. It was just, I mean, okay. I think they say, like, a minimum of 24 hours. In truth, you can drink the shit right away. Right. Yeah, because you you're using to. lemon juice. Yeah, I mean, there's so. just a bull. Yeah, we squeeze the lemons and all that jazz, but okay. uh, let's see here. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's acidic, sweet. But, uh, <laughs> it's, it's got a little, uh, well, I know mine has a little tart to it, which is why I actually broke it up in a drink. Yeah, actually, uh, I mean, the, the sugar balances that out. Yeah. It's, I could see where you're like, I don't know. Hey. <laughs> Let me go back to the well and dip again. 
Yeah, actually, I can taste that ginger too. That's good. That's so really you good. just did. Uh, I won't say you did the straight recipe. You manipulated the recipe, but you just stuck with that. The yeah, like because yeah. I well, I put something. I did a different type of drink, but you just basically, for all intents and purposes, you're drinking Yakka by itself. Yes. Okay. Uh, all right, sweet. So then I'll go. So uh, you sent this out like a week and a half ago, the recipe. So I immediately, uh, I had about a half bottle of absolute vodka. So I basically poured that in a saucepan with uh, four cut up lemons, four cut up limes, and a cup of sugar. Oh, lime. I added lime juice too. Sorry. Okay. I knew there was something I was missing. I added lime. And I cooked that up and then I put it in a pitcher and then basically took a, like a meat tenderizer thing, whatever, a uh, muddler. And I basically kind of muddled up the limes and the lemons to make sure I was extracting as much of the juice as possible. Uh, and then I put it in a pitcher for a week and then I tried it and I was like, well, that's a bit fucking tart. So I added another cup of sugar to it, stirred it up and then I let it sit. And then I tried it this morning and I was like, Okay, that's better. So I think because I had used my ratio of vodka to lemons and limes was not, it wasn't like a third, a third, a third. I needed more sugar to balance it. Because that first time I was like, oh, fuck, man, it's like sucking on a lime. Uh, the sugar just wasn't enough. But uh, I decided I was going to take that. And I was like, well, what can I do with that? I didn't want to just drink it by itself. And if you know what a lemon drop is, a lemon drop is vodka, uh, lemon juice, simple syrup, triple sec on ice with a rim sugar. Well, this is basically everything minus the triple sec, you know? So uh, yeah. that's all I'm doing is, so I just basically made a yucca drop, which is, or a yakka drop, which is taking the yak, putting it in with triple sec, in with ice, shaking it all up in a shaker, which is what you would do to make a lemon drop. And then I just rim the glass with sugar and then poured it in. You so rim the glass. I did. It's a rimmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish people could see that shit. Oh, a... I wish I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you say that, but we know deep down. I'm taking screenshots. <laughs> Set for the spank bank later. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Took that gym right away. Definitely mm. with the extra sugar, it works. I think you need enough sugar to cut through some of that that sour citrus tart. So I probably should have stuck close to the recipe. But I mean, even then you had a ginger and fucking elderflower shit. So yeah, this works. I like that. I would probably drink it by itself. Yeah, it's uh, like I said, I see why it's popular in the debate community because it's easy to make and it's pretty damn good. <laughs> How did you stumble upon this? Okay. Probably I, up it came up shit. in my feed. Yeah, I was looking up something, and it because he's up looking up debate feed. topics and alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Was, okay. Oh, fair play. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. The algorithm it works. Algorithm's so, working. Yeah, yeah. Well fair. done, Google. All right. Yeah. So I'm I'm drinking a yakka drop, and you're just drinking straight yakka. All right, Mac. Now that you know we both have done it, what'd you drink? Yeah. So I, as you mentioned, right, Grinch sent this out. What? It's about two weeks ago, I think. Now it's something like that. Um, you know, saying, "Hey, we should do this on a call." Um. And I'm going to be honest. I said, fuck off. I'm not doing that. So I'm he not did, falling for that shit again. And I said, fool me once. You know. He said, fuck you, Joe Boo. I do it myself. <laughs> That's right. So I did not make a yakka. I feel a little left out now. I wish I would have known that we were truly going to do this. 
Well, you determine your own level of involvement. I, I don't know what to tell you, brother. <laughs> no, no. You, apparently, Grinch determines my own level of involvement. Well, I'm just saying, if you had <laughs> By asked. tricking me into shit. If I said, yes, I'm doing it, would well, you have believed that? Or you to still think you No, I wouldn't have believed it. Because I think I last time I asked. of it. And you, you sent a picture of the one-hit wonder. <laughs> not and, and not how, made. How, not how, made on counter. his counter, though. Yeah, well, you know, that... He, we know he's a master of Photoshop. So the Grinch is there. A I don't know if that's real. Argument somewhere. <laughs> Playing my game right. in your head. <laughs> there's, there's plenty of space up there for you to uh, take up uh, take up rent. So I believe this fallacy is what is commonly referred to as the ad hominem, and it's when you don't have a valid argument, you just attack the person's character. Mm. See, that's what that is. Grinch fucked you over last time. You're attacking his <laughs> and character, not in a good way. All right, continue. So, so what'd you what'd you drink? So I've just got some uh, bourbon trace, buffalo. <laughs> bourbon trace, buffalo cream. Uh, yes. Yeah, you drink that. Yeah, buffalo yeah, cream, I don't want to call it buffalo cream because that's a, <laughs> you, that's you not Ramos. <laughs> but the uh, the. <laughs> I, have, I mean, I mean, technically, cream you could make an ice. Make a, a Ramos <laughs> bourbon jizz. I gotta be yeah, honest. With, I still, with I still don't cream. understand what you're drinking. It's it's bu- buffalo it's trace, buffalo bourbon trace cream. bourbon cream, on ice. But in his case, it's bourbon trace buffalo trace buffalo jizz. cream. <laughs> have you ever tried? Have you ever have you ever tried to jack off a buffalo? It is not easy. That's about you all are you dedicated get. to the craft. Yeah, but, that but is here's, true. Here's the million dollar question: Is it worth it? It is absolutely worth. Well, it. I can tell you if if when it comes from the source, it's if, it's the best. Well, if buffalo jizz tastes that way, I might drink it myself. I mean, it's pretty king, good. Kingpin, milk your cow. Took a bit to get going. We don't know. <laughs> we don't a have cow. a cow. <laughs> so you're just doing the bourbon cream. That's it. Is bourbon it on ice cream. or something, or just it's on ice? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah just to kind of give it a nice, nice little cool. Gotcha. Um, and this stuff. I mean, it I is. It think is. I need some more. I need some more. He's all oh, God. This is going to be fun. Uh, it's like that, is it? All right, Haas, what about you, brother? What are you drinking tonight? So a while back, um, I bought Aperol and Campari to make a really shitty drink known as the, uh, known as the Boulevardier, right? Okay. So I have these bottles, and the time we spent in Italy recently – Made me reconsider whether or not I should have try more drinks with Aperol in it. Uh-huh. So this week I'm having something called an Archangel, and it's just, just only gin and Aperol. So, um, and that's a hell of a pour. Yeah, and I haven't tried it yet. I mean, I don't. What's the flavor of Aperol? Or does it have a like flavor? Yeah, I mean, I think it's made from oranges. I think. Okay. It's it's it's, a, it's been so it's around like an for like hundred years. Style. Yeah, it's like it's very it's very Italian. Um, and I want to say it's like an orange liqueur. Um, bittersweet so, tasting derived from a secret recipe that has remained unchanged. I mean, I would imagine it's orange and spices would be my guess. Yeah, that's what it says. Orange blend of zesty citrus, aromatic herbs, yeah. and mellow vanilla creates the yeah. subtle enticing scent on the nose. Okay. So, ha- I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna continue rolling out some Aperol drinks since it's hot. It's so really not hot. Campari drinks. No, I don't think. <laughs> what I was can What do was that. the point of mentioning Campari earlier? I, I don't know. Just because I had bought the the Campari and the, the Aperol same time together. together. Yeah, okay. and so I I have tried other Campari drinks to see if I could like Campari because it's very popular here. I don't know why. I mean, 
it's a, such a bitter flavor, but I mean, bitter for their souls, I guess, because they're so bitter here. But um, I don't know. I, try, I figured I'd try something with Aperol. So I'm the Archangel. And it's, I mean, I don't think I would seek it out, but I mean, if you're looking to get drunk. What's the gin you're using? Um, Aviation. Okay. So an American. All right. So. Yep. Okay. But I, but I, but I, I was tempted to try botanist or monkey 47, but no, I went straight with the, with aviation. I have to check the one I've got. I haven't opened it yet, but it's an Island, like a Caribbean gin. So I don't know what the flavor profile is for that. Cause I didn't even know, like they did that. I thought rum was the mainstay, but clearly somebody's doing gin in the islands. They're all, man, everyone's mixing everything now to try and find that next big Even thing. Even fucking beer companies are doing it, man. Right. They're making yeah. fucking gin and Odd vodka and audacity. shit. Yeah, right. telling you. Stay in your lane, bro. They just, they're making it, but they ain't selling it. <laughs> Not to you, anyway. Yeah. They see you coming to like, clear the show. They hide that shit. <laughs> they've, got, uh, they've got you posters on the wall. I will take you to a place where you have where you can get one. There you go. It's called his house. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's called the place Come where over they make it. I'll take you to the garage <laughs> and you'll get one. <laughs> All right, gents. Well, your your Buffalo Jizz, your what is anarchist? Wait. Buffalo Archangel. 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 And then to our Yaka. Uh, I say cheers to you, gentlemen. Cheers. cheers. So, sorry that you guys didn't come on the journey. Yeah, I, I really didn't realize no, we were doing that this week. Came Truly. in my cup, so all good. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into our topic. Uh, and again, we are on a debate show. That's the format, whether or not we debate or not. It's neither here nor there. We have some topics we do. We have some topics that we don't. I think by and large, we've all been surprised over the course of nearly three years how much we aren't technically debating topics that we seem to agree or at least align on our positions. Well, but, unless it comes to Sir <clears throat> a lot. And then totally apparently, understand. for some reason, there nearly, is a debate. Nearly, nearly broke up the band. <laughs> totally understand. Uh, and, and this is, I'm surprised, this isn't something that hasn't come out sooner, considering the format. But uh, Grinch brought this to the table, and it has to do with something called logical fallacies. Which to me, when you say that, like sounds like an oxymoron when it comes off the tongue. Logical and fallacy together. But uh, – and. And logical fallacies are simply reasoning errors that often lead to false arguments. And so people will use these mechanisms as a way to maneuver through an argument or criticize an argument that somebody is making if they don't understand the point or agree with the point or whatever. So there are a lot of them in my research I found, but you'll see websites, the 10 most, the 15 most, the 24 most, the 30 most. But uh, from a psychological standpoint or a sociological standpoint, there are a lot of these. Uh, I'm sorry philosophy i know the words out there philosophical standpoint um i think it's important to point out the word fallacy right because that's that's the key that's the key here right yeah i mean you know obviously there's that but it's the use of invalid or otherwise faulty reasoning in the construction of an argument which may appear to be well-reasoned argument if unnoticed right and that and that's the key part to really hone in on because logical i mean you attach it to that and it's people really believe that they're making a valid argument is valid. Right. Until somebody like, like Grinch that, points it out to yeah. them. Yeah. Why, why do so, I feel like yeah. Grinch is looking directly at me when he brings this topic? Oh, buddy, I'm, I'm I pretty sure understand that. You, you don't even know. You don't even know which quad you're in right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know where he's looking. Uh, so that's what we were going to discuss today. I, is, I was undressing you with my eyes. Man. 
but that's different, <laughs> that's different. Is, uh, is discussing fallacies and really how it can play a part in what we do here in terms of our debate. And, you know, honestly, if a fallacy has occurred at some point, which I'm sure they have, I, I probably missed it or didn't know it. I'm sure this is probably – this is a tool my dad probably uses to win arguments on a regular basis, and I'm just fucking clueless. So I since mean, you, when since you, you said this out, read, I have started researching. Yeah, I, I, I've read it a couple few times, uh, and uh, I think it's been used on this show a few times. Um, 100%. 100%. It, it may oh, or yeah. may not have been used in my marriage multiple times over the years. Uh, <laughs> I, it was interesting because I didn't realize – I mean, obviously, some of them are pretty obvious, um, and you probably and you, you you were taught better than I would think, right? Um, but some of them, I was like, "Huh, okay, um, maybe I should watch myself on that approach moving forward." Because I've used those a few times. Well, it, it, just in the last hour, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I've I've guilty of any number of these throughout my life, and I've probably still to this day use them um but the you know the basis of the logic fallacies you know goes all the way back to like the origins of debate right and within it just so happens our youngest was in debate in high school um so i got to experience it on the periphery uh of kind of now there's a variety of categories within debate there's like you need to make an argument. Here's the topic. You only have 10 minutes to prepare. There's extemporaneous, there's actual debate, there's uh, court, you know, that they replicate. But at the end of the day, it's all, it's all based around through your verbal skills, you make your case. And within that, you know, and it's a lot more rigid within a debate framework because they're obviously more educated on these particular things. So if you're debating a team, and they pick up on the fact that you've used one of these fallacies, then that's what they'll go after. Counter, you know, you said so and so happened because so and so, but you cannot prove that there is a correlation there. And I know we're going to unpack this list, but if you watch politics, if you watch talking fucking heads on TV, if you listen day to day to people argue, they do this all the time. And they don't realize yeah. they're doing it. So and so, well, said, they, they you know, may so realize they not give a shit because they just right. want to win the argument. Right. right, right, right. And I'm not saying I'm above that. <laughs> <laughs> the question is: it, is, it, is it Friday night, and are you willing to be underneath right. it? Right. Is, is the other if the other person doesn't know them, I'm not going to help them out with that. That's right. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that, and and to some degree, isn't that a logical fallacy? Yes, I mean. You know, there's the whole win the argument at all costs. Then there's the I'm in a very rigid environment with rules and structure where judges and so forth might call out or deduct points because there was an error in the argument. And then there's just day to day life. And a lot of these a lot of, you know, people that end up using these probably have no idea that there's like a name for what they're doing, but they've gotten so used to doing it. You know, well, and they just say connect dots that aren't there, make arguments that are, you know, straw men. We, like I said, we're going to get to all these, but it I, I just all the time. I just couldn't believe it when I was reading through some of these. I was like, well, holy shit, I fucking do that. I, I, no, no, yeah, we I, all I can't be wrong. I can't be wrong. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a that was a good. And part of it is, is I think, too, um, some of the ideologies you're taught when you take law classes is to win arguments, right? 
at all costs. Uh, and so some of these are rooted, I think, in some of the principles that that I was taught over the years. And I and I clearly apply that in my personal life, right? When I'm trying to win an argument with my spouse or one of my kids. <laughs> well, I'm in the legal field. Okay, that has nothing to do with this argument. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, it does if my expertise is in that field. <laughs> oh, fair All right, so uh, you know, types of logical fallacies, and these fall into a number of categories. And there are a number of fallacies with, you know, out there in the world. But the ones that I found are fallacies of relevance. Fallacies, uh, I'm sorry, component fallacies, ambiguous well, it, fallacies, omission it, it, fallacies. Sorry. And I'll, I'll just say the, the one I sent out is Bruno, I assume it's Pesic. Pesic, yeah. I'm, I've also got that one. Yeah. Who, but it, it was a study done by somebody else, School of Thought. Yeah, right, right. He cites yeah. the School of Thought. Yes. In, in fact, praising them, saying they did a fantastic job of packaging this up, and it's the 24 most common logical fallacies. Right. So I didn't know if we wanted to flow that way. Yeah. Just kind of working through that list of 24. I just opened up a bunch of different things related to fallacies. And and I I was trying to read through them and find the one that Mac is always using. I'm not sure what it's called. Maybe you guys know. It's when it's uh you're just wrong. No argument. <laughs> you're just wrong. I can't tell you. That's how many a slippery times. slope you're going. Down. Is that the argument? If you're going to so, just say that I'm, Example. I'm wrong. Colin asserts that if we allow same-sex couples to marry, then the next thing we all know, we'll all be wait, we'll all be allowing people to marry their parents, their cars, and even monkeys. No, I don't think that's the fallacy you employ. Because it is. It's just like you don't make an argument. You're just like, well, you're just wrong. Okay, well, well there's no something. argument to be made because you're that wrong. It, well, if you remember, so that's ad hominem, right? Right. There. If you remember, no, so ad hominem is a stupid idiot because he doesn't think Sir Mix-a-Lot's, you know, got a stellar <laughs> catalog. I mean, it, it, we we kind of touched on probably four or five of these at least when we were discussing the Nick Merckx Doctor Disrespect situation, right? Because you made um, sure to point them out. Well, it, that was a teaser. <laughs> you know, that was meant to be a teaser, but the. You know, it was the, if we allow this today, what's not to say this is tomorrow? And we talked about right. that. It's like, we're not talking about it. There's no evidence to suggest it's going. Right. This is the topic at hand, <clears throat> debate it. But trying to bring baggage in. Because it's, I, I think there's another term, a Latin term I'm forgetting. Maybe, Haas, you can remind me, because I know we've discussed it before, where, like, you evoke, you evoke the extreme in order to generate, you know, headwind against the idea at its inception, when nobody's even even remotely at that point on the spectrum. But that's what you do. You you, and some of these blend together, right? You appeal to emotion, which is another fallacy. You're trying to bring out emotion when it has nothing to do with the topic at hand. But you also get on that slippery slope to evoke fear. If we do this today, who knows? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, it, uh, my daughter was mentioning one and, and I don't know what it's called. Cause you just, it's like, it's almost like the fallacy of extremism. Like, right. Uh... It's if, if we do this, then, you know, all of this shit's going to happen where there's no, I can't remember what she called it. Oh God. I swear there's a, there's a legal term that's, that's Latin. Uh, the Duke is actually who, who was the first person I ever heard say it. Oh gosh, I don't see it. I don't see the wording I'm looking for, but but I I probably put it within the slippery slope category, right? 
Uh, if you had to pick off that list, like each of you, if you had to read the list and say, what's one that I know I've used before to win an argument or just when you were involved in an argument, could you pick one out? Or are you like, oh, fuck, I use a lot of these. You're not saying, not, you weren't saying fallacious hope. Uh, no. What? I'm sorry, what? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, that's how my wife wins arguments. Oh, um. <laughs> <laughs> what are we arguing about? Okay. Glad that works for somebody. Because <laughs> I wait, and then right as I'm enjoying myself, I'm like, you're still wrong. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to point out. Well, I, you're, you're right. Wrong. I mean, there's, there's, there's one here that I think comes up a lot because when you're in the middle of kind of an off the cuff debate sometimes and, and maybe, you know, this happened to you Thor this week that you're just not expecting to get into and you get the, we'll prove it. Well, there's the classic, you can't prove a negative. And then there's the, we'll prove it. And it's a fair question, you know, saying there is a burden of proof of, you have made this claim. And and so the example given in this article is the burden of proof lies when someone who is making a claim and it is not upon anyone else to disprove. The inability or disinclination to disprove a claim does not render that claim valid nor give it any credence whatsoever. However, it is important to note that we can never be certain of anything. And so we must assign value to any claim based on the available evidence and to dismiss something on the basis that it hasn't been proven beyond all doubt is also right. like, you know, reasoning. like flat earthers, right? Right, right. It's prove it's not. And you're like, well, and in this one is like, you know, Stan declares there's a teapot at this very moment in orbit around the sun between Earth and Mars. And that because no one can prove him wrong, his claim is therefore about. Well, well, no, it is. I mean, it's it is really more like Schrodinger's cat, right? Thank like, you. That's what I just be. said. I was muted, but that's what I just said. Yeah, <laughs> it could be, but cat. it could not be. Yeah, well, yeah. right. But Great at the same time, you're sitting there going, "So, what's your point?" You know what I mean? Which is a, a follow-on back and forth debate. But if somebody made a claim like that, and it could be much more real, right? But at the same time, you're going, "How many people have said, well, that's another country?" like a country we just don't like because they just don't like the country, which is kind of borderline ad hominem. You just attack them because you think you just don't like them. And it happens in politics all the time, right? There's literally zero proof, but they might hang their hat on the fact, well, you can't prove it isn't right. And you're like, this is so absurd. I didn't even know it was a thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like we, I mean, and you brought one up already. Like we talked about conspiracy theories on that podcast and you're looking at people going, I can't disprove something that isn't a thing. Right. You know? Right. But that doesn't make it true. But it see, in their minds, it might in their it minds doesn't make it, does. it not true, right? Right. So. And I and I sincerely believe that there are people out there because their emotional IQ is not where it should be, needs to be, could be, that generally sincerely believe that because you can't disprove what they believe, that it must be true. Yeah, and then there's and then there's just those that you know want to stick it in your craw, right? And they want to go, well, you can't disprove it. So, well, uh, some of that, that must I think be right. falls into the appeal to a lack of evidence, and this is the belief that a lack of information on a certain matter automatically means the opposite has to be true. This is a fallacy because the amount of available information or research on a subject has no bearing on what the truth is. So, 
you know, if you if you don't have the research to back it up or you can't prove it, then that you know they use that to make their argument. Yeah, uh, Mac, I think falls into the stacking the deck. This is an attempt to win an argument by dismissing all counter arguments and focusing on the fact. <laughs> that favor only one <laughs> viewpoint. It's a fallacy because someone is intentionally ignoring evidence that goes against their claim to help them make their point. Like Sir Mix-a-Lot. I'm not ignoring evidence <laughs> because the evidence doesn't exist. <laughs> so just be, you can't say it's not true. Wait, but hold on. Just because you can't provide the evidence doesn't mean it doesn't exist. That's called <laughs> lack of evidence. Yeah. <laughs> Appealing to. <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah. Well, there's also, I mean, again, there's so many, like there's the false, uh, it's, it's not false correlation. What they use a different term. Uh, there's false analogy. Yeah. Probably the similar idea, but it's like two things occurred perhaps in sequence. So therefore one caused the other. Right. Zero evidence to back that up, but they're now starting to lash things up in their brain to go, well, if this happened because of that, then so if this person's in office, that's clearly why this happened. Yeah. And, and again, these, these occur in politics all the time. The straw man argument, which is the first one on this particular list of, I want to support, well, clearly you hate your country, you know, because you want money to go to that instead of defense. Right. That is not what I said. That is not what I said. But, those are the things that get emotional, they catch on, you know, and that's why they get used, especially in, in, in today's environment on some of these talk shows, like, I don't even know if we can call them news anymore, where it's just rapid fire sound bits. It's who, mm -hmm. who came up with the coolest sound bit quickest. Right. Because there isn't time to unpack it. All you can say or, is things nor, like, well, Nor do lot. they care. Nor do they care to unpack it. Or use it contextually accurate. Yeah, yeah. Or the uh, um, was it um, contextually uh, accurately? Well, we've got the ad hominem. You attack the person, right? You know, yeah. uh, and I want to say maybe it's you know, I, well, there's the loaded question, are particularly effective at derailing rational debates because of their inflammatory nature. The recipient of the loaded question is compelled to defend themselves and may appear flustered or on the back foot because they go after something that has nothing to do with the topic. Well, oh, that's that's what we're hearing. That. That's what we're hearing from the same person who wants to kill babies. Like what? We're talking about like the environment, you know. But it happens. Like I said, these happen all the time, which is why I found the list so fascinating. No, well, this was I, I also couldn't stop reading through this stuff going, what the fuck? Yeah. I honestly don't think I use any of these. Of course you don't. <laughs> I mean, my arguments are sound. They're well thought out. I don't need this shit. Of course they are. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, Mac. Am, is, so is you've never, true? so you, I, I, well, I mean. That's a loaded question. <laughs> I just checked. So you just used one. <laughs> Yes, I'm paying attention in case you This is wondering. when someone phrases a question or a statement to indicate an unsubstantiated claim is valid without providing any explanation. These fallacies act as a rhetorical device to attempt to influence how people respond to the questioner in a certain way. Yeah, I don't think I've ever used that one. Well, I tell you, we're all trying to keep straight faces here, and it ain't working. It just ain't working. Well, I'll tell you another one that, that gets my goat when I hear it. 
they call it the black or white. Right. I think the the other term that I've heard is the is it a false dichotomy, um, something along those lines, where they are con- trying to convince you that the deci- that like, your opinion or position is binding. There's nothing yeah. in between. Right. You're, yeah. You know, and again, we joke. You're either for it or against. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. No. <laughs> was it Max always saying ninety percent of life is in the gray or something like that? And that what yes. you say, Max? Yeah. Like, there's so much that doesn't fall into black and white. I mean, Mac doesn't live in the gray, but 90% of life is there. All flames. Thor. He really, he's really upset that you beat his ass in rings this week, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. He's coming at you. Look, this is Man United versus Liverpool. He's got two wins. I've got 47. I'm not super concerned. Oh. Pretty sure those aren't the numbers, but okay. No, they're actually twenty-seven to twelve. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, which one's yeah. that? That's that's cherry picking. Which one was that? Uh, yeah, I think it's called <laughs> the Texas picking out the Texas five sharpshooter backs to uh, you cherry to pick your... the data cluster to su- to suit your argument. Win another twelve, and we'll talk. Then I'll start to raise some concerns. Right now, I'm not super concerned. Although I am proud of you, you're going to the gym. Uh, uh, here's all right. I want to, There's another one here called anecdotal. Look, mm-hmm. I am. I am. This I am is... giving him praise. Okay, can I do that? No, no, no. Okay. Well, no. I, I think you, you would know, physically shrivel. That. You yeah. would physically shrivel up and die if you did that. I think. No, th- this one. And how many? I bet. I, I bet a good number of people will recognize this anecdotal. And this is where. You use a personal experience or an isolated example instead of a sound argument or compelling evidence. And I'll get the example is during COVID. Well, I'm not getting the vaccine. A friend of my brother's cousin's mother's uncle, you know, had a stroke after getting that shot. And you're just like. And that's actually two because you can't confirm that the vaccine (laughs) led to the stroke. Right. Right. Yeah. False correlation, you know, and and but but they heard it. They wanted to believe it. They wrap their tiny brains around it and they won't let go because they supposedly know a person who, you know, what was, who's the, was it Cardi B? Who's like cousin's ass fell off or something, you know, after getting the vaccine. What? I'm I'm not even sure where to go with that. The ass fell off? Is that a thing? As long as it wasn't hers. That's that's almost right with the world. That's as much credit as I'll give her Cardi B. So, you know, that was too much. I think Mm -hmm. we've, we've given her too much airtime. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was interesting when you sent this out because I've heard of them. I know what they are by and large, but I didn't know there were so many of them or what they even involved. I know these. My kids have used these against me. And I'm just, just like, fuck, I probably should have known this. It's admittedly harder to ignore them the more you, you think once about you know. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because you, you just tapped into something, Thor, that I was thinking about, which is I can't be this many years old and not have known a majority of these and or known them as intimately as I should have. Anybody here take philosophy? Yes. I did not. Yeah. I I didn't. I dropped the class. Didn't finish. (laughs) (laughs) Would have paid dividends now, but Uh, yeah. I mean, that was a long, long time ago. Yeah. I never took philosophy, but I hear like these are utilized in philosophy class and stuff like that. It isn't a discussion that is had in classes like that. So that's why I was curious if anybody had taken that. Yeah. No, I, I haven't. 
and I didn't do debate in high school. I don't even know if that was a thing at our high school. Yeah, did we have a debate? I don't think so. I don't recall. I don't recall. Yeah, I don't remember debate. I mean, I will tell you, the kids that I encountered and the misses encountered because she she did like uh, support judging because they try to get you know different parents, and if they can't, then they've got to bring in judges, but you got to pay, you know, for them to come in. These kids are freaking wicked smart. They really, really are. Like they're so mentally nimble, and of course, a lot of them prepare. And they, you know, and through training and rehearsal, that's how they get better to be able to know when to be like, can you please cite your source, you know, or like they jump on things. Um, And I, I think about this one, like the Texas sharpshooters, what this one calls it. I'd never heard it called that before, but uh, you cherry pick a data cluster to suit your argument or found, found a pattern to fit a presumption. I know I've done that. Confirmation bias. You're damn right. I know I've done it. (laughs) And you'll continue to do it. I know Thor's mm-hmm. done it. Me? Yeah. Can you give me an example? You I'm not saying I... your, You cherry pick your data that you bring to the table about Sir Mix-a-Lot. Oh, oh burden of proof. <laughs> do, do I? Do I now, cherry Mac, pick? Mac, are, are we really going to reattack Sir Mix-a-Lot over these numbers? <laughs> <laughs> are you Texas sharpshooting over there ignoring... <laughs> Ignoring the facts. Yeah. Hold on. So what is this pronounced two quo key? We. Quo. Yeah, we. I think it actually has the phonetic. <clears throat> it does. Two quo qui. Shit. Uh, and, and I think now Mac is trying to use that and he's addressing that. I'm using fallacies in my arguments. Therefore, now my arguments are wrong. So. Well, now, I suppose I, it's possible you're 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 both partly right and partly wrong. <laughs> middle ground, I like it. <laughs> is it a fallacy? Fallacy? No, it's fallacy, a middle ground fallacy. Fallacies. Yeah. See, Grinch is so studied up on this shit. No, well, he's like I, hypersensitive. I, hyper no, aware. I, I literally just read that. <laughs> <laughs> but so I was the, also I was also thinking of this one: the personal incredulity, because you find something so difficult to understand or unaware of how it works, you make out you made out. Like it's probably just not true. There's no way. Yeah, that's impossible. Because so you just don't believe it. You know, you just have never encountered it, so you just yeah. don't believe it. Yeah. I, I think uh, <laughs> why I wish I had known these more intimately earlier is because I start thinking about the quality of people that I like having in my life. And I, and I started playing back in my mind all the people that I consider to be what we call reliable narrators, people who, when I have an honest conversation with them or any conversation with them, I can trust that they're a reliable narrator more than they're not. And that's an important quality for me, for people in my life. And I started thinking about some of the people who are no longer in my life. And I was like, oh, well, it's because they did this one and they did this one and they did oh, and that one they did twice on Sundays, you know? And so it's like... It occurred to me, had I, had I realized how much people use these, the average person uses any number of these in any given day, instead of just actually taking the time to do your due diligence, to study the subject matter, to know it, and then to decide how you feel about it one way or the other based on that, instead of just wasting your time with this bullshit. 
Hey, Haas, can I ask you a question? Since you're the only one of us that lived in Nevada, did you ever employ the gambler's fallacy? So funnily enough, when I read that one, no, we did not. But it was something we talked about often, like very often, because, you know, um, Mrs. Haas worked in the casino industry and in, in corporate, and she is a numbers mathematician person. And whenever she and I would go play roulette, and you would hear people talking at the table because they have the long board right mm -hmm. up that tells you all the numbers to hit, you know, and it shows which ones are black and which ones are red. And it would never fail. Every single time Mrs. Haas and I were sitting there playing roulette, trying to win us some money for dinner or whatever, mama needs new shoes. Uh, you would have someone go, oh, well, blacks come up seven times in a row. Next one's going to be red. And Cass would look at me and she goes, Every spin of the wheel is a new spin. It's 50-50 right. every damn time. Are these people really that mental? I'm like, well, baby. <laughs> I mean, and they're Vegas standing was, at a gambling table. Vegas yeah. wasn't it's built on winners. It's <laughs> 2 a.m. In, in, in a casino in Las Vegas. So, that's right. So, well, yes, actually, we did. When I saw that one, I chuckled, and we talked about it and how we used to, we re reminisced about it. Okay. Yeah. And, and just yeah. explain that one for anybody who hasn't looked it oh, up. Oh, I'm it, sorry. It, Go ahead. Well, it's the belief that what came before statistically affects what will follow. Right. And the very simplistic example is flipping a coin. It's come up heads four times in a row. Man, you, you get in your head. Oh, it's got to be tails next, right? Or clearly it's going to be heads again. Well, no, the percentage remains 50-50. It did not change. Whatever transpired before has nothing to do with what's about to follow. Because as you said, Haas, the statistics reset every time that ball gets spun. But again, those are only going to be things that revolve around elements that employ luck, right? Yeah. In in terms of that, like if, if you're going, well, Thor was an asshole all week. He's probably going to be an asshole tomorrow. Well, yeah, but, but, there, but there's still logic. There's still logic in luck, right? Like, I mean, it's logical that if you have a 50-50 shot, you have a 50-50 shot every single time. Like, that doesn't change. That's well, the, the only, logic. Yeah, the I mean, I... you're not going to have a 33% chance. Right, exactly. 50 -50. Like, it's not going to be 33-66. Well, it just, I mean, I just want to add this because I've heard a definition of luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Okay, that's like a business kind of mentality. Right. Luck isn't a real thing. Excuse me? You say somebody is lucky if something happens. But in terms of the physics and statistics of what's going on, luck is not a thing. It's not, a, it's not an entity or a power or an influence. And so, you know, lucky and love and all that. I think it's, more, it's more fortune. Oh, okay. 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 You got me there? You know no, no, I mean? no. Like, I was waiting. I'm, I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. Is there I'm a satisfied. fallacy? Am I missing something here? No, I'm just saying sure. there's – there's no scientific statistical Fair. anything to bait to say something is lucky. It's not a thing. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's just well, it's and just, what's you know, people like to think because fortunate outcomes happen, I must be lucky. No, well, no. Actually, it's funny you say that because we have a conversation all the time because there's certain people in, in our orbit who tell us how lucky we are to be over here. And, and Mrs. Haas and I say, we're not lucky, we're fortunate. But that fortune didn't happen magically. Much work was put into it. And much work is continually put into it to make sure that, that fortune stays. 
So I, I, I think it's great that you brought that point because I love that. Yeah. Okay. Love. Except I, I don't uh, let, Fortune. let me decide what fallacy I want to use here. I don't know. You say there's no such thing as luck. It's fortune, fortunate. Okay. Here's the definition of fortune, chance or luck as an external arbitrary force <laughs> affecting human affairs. Here's mm. fortunate, favored by or involving good luck. Being you lucky. know what? Here he is. He's just cherry picking again. You Texas sharpshooter. <laughs> exactly. But God my point is, him. those are the definitions. Which is funny that they use the words. Love the, the word. Definition. That's what I'm saying. I, the definition. I, yeah. I, I, like I said, it's. And I think we talked about this with the term spicy. It's not that I don't know precisely what the word is intended to mean. I'm just talking about the connotations with its use. Because if somebody walks up and buys a scratch off and wins a thousand dollars, you'd be like, you lucky bastard. Right. But somewhere that thing was made. And in well, some that. in some form, any number of people came up and chose to buy or not buy that that person on that day chose that. But there wasn't anything guiding them where they were just like, give me a sign. They can say in their head they had a feeling, whatever. Okay, sure. But there's that we don't. There's no proof of psychic abilities. There's no proof of influencing luck, unless you say, "I'm going to the table." Uh, and so now unless, I just say, I, I unless you pressure luck. Well, unless I simply understand the mathematics of how much I would need to put down to cover the board, where statistically yeah. I'm more likely to win. Yep. And but that's I just so. But in my personal experience, that's being more fortunate than it is being lucky because fortune, in my experience, requires preparation. And well, some, but according to work. the definition, hard work. Yes, there is what was no the definition difference. again? The harder, yeah. I, the harder I work, the luckier, more fortunate I get. Well, and that's why I say I, I do like the definition or an idea behind it of preparation meets opportunity. Yeah. And I'll use the example of a guy I, I just read about him the other day. He, he lives on an island with some other people that were on board with his, his plan. But he was a mathematician, statistician, one of the two. And what he would do is study lotteries all around the world. And he would start calculating the number of per permutations of possible outcomes. And then he would pool people to target lotteries where they knew they could cover basically every conceivable outcome. And so... Lotteries began making changes, realizing people were starting to figure that out. And it's a bit of why that Powerball X factors in there and some of that, because it adds a mathematical dimension that is really hard to overcome just with brute force of saying, I'm going to do the calculation of every ticket I would need to buy. Because they made the number like almost too high to where you'd have to be like, damn, Elon Musk or somebody like that to pull it off. Right. Because statistically, it's just so improbable. And that's that's all I'm saying. It was like we discussed with religion, the idea of a miracle. It's a miracle they came out of that accident. Well, no. Again, I, like I said, if you could slow that in camera frame by frame and see the physics of what happened, that's the explanation of what happened. There wasn't a gust of wind from God. So would you say in that instance, would you say in that instance, someone was lucky to survive? Oh, I, I use the term. I've used the term. I sure have. Yeah. So I'm not consistent in like locking my brain into that logic with all the shit that comes out of my mouth. Cause like I said, I use this stuff. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> but 
What right you're now, saying, Grinch, is you are prepared. a complicated onion of a man. Ooh. Many layers. I'd like to think so. I don't know that I'm right. <laughs> so let me ask you this, I, and it's got nothing to do with this particular argument and pivoting back to something you said. Spicy. Okay, so spicy is flavored with or fragrant with spice. Now, the heat aspect, if I said, if I were describing that to you and I said, well, technically the word would be pungency, would you agree with that? We actually, you remember, we went round and round about this. Yes. I mean, you were wrong at the time, but. I told you, I told you technically you're right. Yeah. But I said, say that in a restaurant, see the look they get when you're like, it's pungency. Okay. And I hate to do this and I'm invoking Mac, but they're just wrong. That's fine. It's the Mac fallacy. The Mac fallacy. I I was hoping. You be that guy at the restaurant saying that shit. Because pungency refers to the taste of food as it's commonly referred to as spiciness, hotness, and heat. That's pungency. But spicy has simply nothing to do with the heat right, aspect. That's more like spices that you that's use. That's just like spices. They, like they oversalted or they over they put too much oregano or too much or something uh, like that. Right. Garlic. Right. Can I be at the too table? Too spicy. There's too much. When you go, well, actually. but but only but only if he's wearing a blazer and a mascot right right. and ordering boneless buffalo wings when he does it (laughs) and just know absolutely you can but when that's that's done when that's done they're Uh singing you happy fucking birthday it'll be worth it it'll be worth it (laughs) then we're good yes then we can do that I'm going to ask them. We'll sit down and I'll be like, oh, I'd like to order buffalo wings. How would you like them? Well, I'd like them pungent. <laughs> and boneless. Like, look, this shit happens all around you. It does. Yeah, look it up yeah, yourself. You just want to talk about how wrong you are some more. That's okay. <laughs> no, I'm good. I don't need, to, don't need to talk about how wrong I am because I'm not. I'm my father's son. I think you've made my point. <laughs> which which is ironic considering how often you like to tell him he's wrong for just yeah. saying that he's right. I, I will say this though. I intend to use this. And when I am having an argument with him, I'm going to be like, wrong. And this is why. <laughs> you're you're using this fallacy or you're and we'll see how that goes. But hey, but I'm just sure saying that they're using the fallacy I would doesn't like, make them wrong. I would like popcorn, coke, and a seat. And be able to watch. Show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I, 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 and again, I will say I, I'm guilty of a lot of these. I mean, even the genetic. I, yeah. I still, I don't know that I remember seeing it called that before, but you judge something as either good or bad on the basis of where it comes from or from whom it came. Guilty. And All right, I'm ladies able. and gentlemen, you know what? It, it's been an interesting topic. I, I knew they existed. I didn't know to what extent. I didn't know how they were used, how they were used against me, how I've been using them against people. <laughs> But clearly, it was another it, great topic, Grinch. It was an eye opener. Yeah. yeah, it was great. Um, so, you know, obviously, you know, go out and research this. If, if you listen to this and you want to go out and research the most commonly used ones, feel free to do it. And then when somebody is trying to use that shit against you, call them out on it. Be like, fuck you, fallacy. I don't think so. Not today. I well, recognize it when you see it, you know, yeah. whether it's in the news, whether it's in politics. You see it all the time. If so, it's at the water cooler at your job, throat punch them and shut them the Inflammatory headlines, whatever. It's right. there every day exactly well gentlemen as always i appreciate you guys meeting and doing this yeah, and I, maybe, I get nothing but joy uh, out of it maybe we can tell them the article because there's there's a few in here we didn't even cover uh that would be 24 of the most common logical fallacies it's in uh bruno pesic uh it is pesic.no 
Yeah, and he slash. pulled. Where did he pull from? Literally Google 24 most yeah. common logical yep. fallacies. It's going to come up. That's how I found it. Uh, and, and it will just run through. But again, all you have to do is type in logical fallacies. There will be a mm -hmm. hundred fucking websites. Frankly, to it. and you can even go just straight into images. Yes. And there's tables. There's all kinds of things that summarize them and give you examples of what it looks like. Uh, oh. This is a pretty good one. though. And, and add one to the list. It's called the Mac fallacy. That's right. Uh, you're, you're just, just wrong. wrong. You're just wrong. It's a, it's the simplest <laughs> fallacy you can employ. You're just wrong. You have to prove it's not a fallacy when it's true. You have to prove that folded in half, it's <laughs> 18 inches. <laughs> and a baguette. It's, it's, it's Schrodinger's dong. The final episode. Schrodinger's <laughs> dong. Jesus Christ. If you never uh, see it, is it really 18 yeah. inches folded in half? Well, come on, guys. I haven't seen it in 20 years either. So, you know. Well, I mean, listen, you could. You could. That's why you're going to the gym later. Right. Or just standing <laughs> in front of your mirror. diet. Yeah. <laughs> is willing to do whatever you want him to do. That's it. That's it. That's right. Well, with with Grinch pushing, you know. Okay. 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 is like I have caveats. <laughs> Always have caveats. Yeah, yeah, I think we I think Hoss calls them contract writers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> is that the legal term? Yeah, it is actually. Gonna, actually, a donkey is. show. There's some writers. Uh, that's it. <laughs> All right, they're they're all bound to donkey ride that donkey. Show. Yeah. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, there we go. Another one in the in the bank. So we are good here. We've enjoyed it. Obviously, plenty of laughs. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, as always. If you want to check us out, go to or you can't check us out actually. Our website doesn't exist. Uh, but you can drop us a line. You can go to the full horseman and spirit of debate.com. You know, let us know the fallacies that you like to use against people and whether or not they even notice that it's occurring, or you're just winning arguments, you know, fucking hand over fist, and it's irrelevant. Keep coming. Oh, I know it's there, yeah. but it's coming down. Uh, oh, I'm aware it's there, but it's coming down. So yeah. drop us a line. Uh, drink you'd like us to try, a topic you'd like us to debate. Maybe we can get you on. We always leave that out there. If somebody has a good topic, we'd love to get you on and debate it. We'll use fallacies against you. I know Grinch will. He's just lining them up left and right. With his, uh, no shame. That's no it. Shame. Uh, he doesn't you, like when they're used against him. And I will sit here and just tell you how wrong you are. You're just wrong. <laughs> you know, as always, or, the, or, I, or my other favorite argument. Said what I said. Yes, yeah, I, I said, said what I said. said. So it's the motherfucker that said it. <laughs> or, or what was it? Dad's fallacy. Uh, I said so. It's because I said yeah. so. Because I said so. That's it. As always, gentlemen, I enjoy doing this week in and week out. Love this one. We will definitely do this again next week. Looking forward to it. So take care. Until next time. Right on. Right Thanks, on. Jess. views, information, or opinions expressed during the A Spirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests involved and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the hosts or guests may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. While guests are invited to listen, listeners acknowledge that they are not being provided professional advice from the podcast or its guests.
The content within the parameters of a Spirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are for entertainment and educational purposes only. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual.